Welcome to the Bethel Church Podcast. Each week you'll be able to check in for our messages from Sunday and other material. We hope that our messages encourage you in your walk and daily faith in Jesus. Make sure to check out our website, BethelStratford.org. The title of my my message is According to His Riches, and and we're going to talk about that in just a moment. Uh, We have had quite the three months and now three months and a half as we've been into uh, 2021. Uh, 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 Our church was involved in a series called Emotional Healthy Spirituality, uh, and uh, certainly that was a timely series uh, and it's a series, I, I just want to make some references to uh, so that it'll remind us of what God has been speaking to us through this series, and I believe he's speaking to us uh, uh, today. There, uh, there's a lot of concern out there about the emotional health, the emotional health of our, our, our children, the emotional health of, of, of parents and, and, and teachers and those that are just working uh, with people and, and people that are, that are saying, man, what's happening next? And so we know that our society is concerned uh, about the emotional health, and so is in our Lord. And I believe the Lord has, has spoken to us, and, and I want to take uh, just a couple uh, uh, moments to uh, just review with you some of the things that God spoke to us through the series called Emotionally Healthy Spirituality. It was a series that opened the door for us as a congregation to talk about areas that we seldom talked about. And that, that was liberating. Uh, it, was, it was a series that gave us the opportunity to go deep and talk about some things that perhaps we have repressed ourselves, and, and it gave us that moment to get it out in the open where God could help us and, and those that, that were uh, taking the series with us. It was a series that identified walls or, or, or barriers uh, in our lives. We discovered that there are some walls in our lives that perhaps we would call them the dark night of the soul. And uh, uh, all of us go, uh, go through a, a dark night of the soul. And so it was, this series helped us to, to appreciate. And, and we had to admit that whether, whether uh, we like it or not, walls do occur. And sometimes walls occur because of our own choosing and, uh, and other times... It's because of extenuating circumstances. We had, had no control, and we encountered uh, a, a wall. In either case, what this series helped to help us to understand, uh, it, w- it was this, uh, that, uh, uh, that walls exist, and we can stop. A wall can stop us, or by the grace of God, we can go through that wall. And, and many uh, of our um, uh, people or participants in the series experience God helping them to, to go through uh, the wall. It was also the series that, that introduced, and I think this is key to us today, and especially in the days to come. It was a series that introduced something called a reflective pause. And it wasn't just something you do first thing in the morning and that's it, but it was, it was reflective pauses throughout the day. And it even introduced 
uh, a fresh concept of celebrating uh, the Sabbath throughout the week. And, and sometimes we leave that to the Old Testament or some other culture, but there was a fresh spin and how we in the 21st century, here in, in Canada, in the western part of the world, can uh, and enjoy a Sabbath rest uh, during the week. The reflective pause, I found for me personally, did this. I found that it was necessary for me not only to have a time in the morning with the Lord, but it was also necessary for me throughout the day. It was, it was necessary for me uh, around the noon hour and, and around the, the supper time. And, and, and the, the person that came to my mind immediately as, as I was enjoying these reflective pauses was Daniel. It was Daniel. The Bible says that Daniel prayed three times. And uh, I, I don't know about you, but I want to be a Daniel. I want to be a Daniel because Daniel was a man that God could count on. Daniel was a man in captivity. Man, he was a man that was really under duress, but God used him mightily. And I believe that God is raising up Daniels throughout our land and throughout our world because God is looking for people that will dare to trust him in spite of everything that's going on. So that was a highlight uh, certainly for me. And it was also a series that, that reminded us of how easy it is to respond to people in circumstances emotionally and not logically. And, and uh, you know, it's one thing to, to respond to a person well, well thought out, but sometimes when you respond emotionally, you can get yourself into a lot of trouble. You can misinterpret things, and things can get distorted in a quick hurry. But that was, this, this series was very helpful in that area. It was a series that addressed a painful reality. And here was the painful reality. The painful reality that this series revealed to us was this. That after experiencing five years as a Christian, it was possible to remain there for another five, 10, 15, or even 20 years with only five years of experience in the Lord. It was, it was a reminder to us that it was possible for us just to uh, just keep on circling the mountain or, or treading water. And this series promoted spiritual growth, perhaps like no other series that we as, at, at Bethel have, have, have run or have offered. Key to everything that I've said here this morning, and now facing another lockdown, is knowing this is knowing who we are in Christ. That is the question. Do you know who you are in Christ? Uh, what I have been saying, and as we face this uh, lockdown, knowing who we are in Christ, we're talking about transformation. Transfer transformation is key to everything that happens to us in life. Um, I, I've uh, come up with this observation, and I've called it covid and the cocoon effect. COVID and the cocoon effect. Many people have struggled with confinement. Some people have loved the cocoon uh, uh, effect. Uh, admittedly, there is a cocoon effect going on uh, with the church. Uh, uh, some people, uh, and neighbors included, have just, hey, I like just kind of being under myself and, and kind of locked down, and I'm, I'm pretty cool with that. But we also know that, uh, uh, so, uh, that the cocoon effect has affected the church. And like the analogy of the, of the caterpillar, 
uh, uh, turned into a butterfly, here is what we believe. We are looking forward to the butterfly effect on the church. In other words, what will emerge from this unprecedented time? It just seems like God has got us in this, this time. We're kind of in a cocoon, but something is about to happen. Transformation comes from the Greek word metamorphosis. And, and, and it's a word that's talking about a change that takes place. And Pastor Chad and Pastor Melissa reminded us at the beginning of the year that the word for our church is new. And it's, it's, it's through the metamorphosis, it's that change, that transformation that God change, uh, works in our heart that something new is, is birthed. So I want you to observe this with me this morning for just a moment. The moment you are born again, the moment that you accept Jesus Christ into your life, uh, here's what I observe. Transference, I'm going to use the word transference, is, is automatic. In other words, that when you and I are born again, the Bible says that you and I are transferred from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. Man, it happens right away. And, and uh, also what happens is our name is written down in the Lamb's book of life. So that's great. For everyone that has received Jesus Christ as a personal Savior, you've been transferred. You've been transferred from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. However, transformation is not automatic. We don't automatically be transformed because there's things that God wants to work out uh, in, in our lives. And that brings us to our series, uh, or at least the message I'm in bringing to you today. And it's, it's an identity. It's knowing who we are in Christ. So I have a lot of scripture for you this morning. And, and I'm going to ask you to follow along and watch the scriptures and, and make special note of them. But I am trusting and I'm believing God where, where it says this in the scripture that faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So this morning, what I know is going to be happening in this room and for those that are listening to us online is that faith is going to be released in your heart as I share these scriptures. I want to start off with Philippians chapter 4, verse 19, where it talks about we are rich. And this is what Paul says, and my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Now to our God and Father be glory forever and ever. Paul said, we are rich, not because of worthy goods and, and things that we have stored up, but we are rich according to, to the riches that we have in Christ Jesus. Jesus. Over in John's letter, uh, John's, uh, actually John's gospel, chapter 1, John makes this statement. He says this, I am a child of God. Repeat that after me this morning. I am a child of God. Over in John chapter 1, verse 12 of his gospel, it says this, Yet to all who did receive them, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision or husband's will, but born of God. I am 
a child of God. If there's one thing that, that our world needs to see and witness is a church that knows who they are in Christ, that knows who they are by conviction of their heart, who knows who they are because of the life that of uh, the Lord Jesus Christ that lives in them. One of my favorite scriptures is this. I, it is Christ who liveth in me. No longer I, but Christ lives in me. And the life I now live, I live by faith in the Son of the Lord Jesus Christ. Over in Matthew chapter 5. Are you listening? Are you listening today? Because this is who you are. This is who you are. Whether you understand it, whether you believe it or not, this is who you are in Christ. Over in Matthew chapter 5, it says this. Uh, you are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it uh, be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. Jesus said, I am, you are, we are the salt of the, the earth. And just uh, another verse, the next verse, over in Matthew chapter um, 5, verse 14, uh, Jesus once again helping us to know who we are in him. He says this, you are the light of the world. Repeat that after me. I am the light of the world. And Jesus wanted to say, you are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Over in John chapter 15, Jesus describes us this way. He says, I am the vine and you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit apart for me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. And such branches are picked up and thrown into the fire and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. Jesus wanted to make it clear that we are connected to the true vine. I want you to say this after me. I am connected to the true vine, all right? Say it with me. I am connected to the true vine. Over in John chapter 15, uh, verses 15 and 16 and 17, he says this. Once again, it's the word of God. It's Jesus articulating. It's Jesus describing who you and I are. Are or am. And he says this, I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends for everything that I learned from my father, I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last and so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. This is my command, love each other. Jesus said, 
I have called you friends. I am Christ's friend. Repeat that with me. I am Christ's friend. Well, think about that. Talk, tell that to your neighbor. I am Christ's friend. Christ calls me his friend. And the word of God makes it so clear that that's how Christ sees you and I. He sees you and I as his, his friend today. Do you see yourself as the friend of Christ? That is a question. And that is what God speaks to us today. Over in Romans chapter 8, it says this in verse 16. I love Romans chapter 8. It says this, The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Now, if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. If indeed we share in his sufferings in order that we may also share in his glory. Paul says that we are God's children. We can truthfully say, I am a son of God. Over in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, and this is Paul talking about another description of who you are. See, I think we have a major problem in our world. There is a major problem of identity. Uh, there, are, there are many, many uh, of our friends in, 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 our, in our culture that are just seeking, and, and they're trying to do everything they can to, to uh, discover their identity. And yet the Bible makes it quite clear who we are in, in Christ. And uh, over in 1 Corinthians 3, in verse 16, it says, Don't you know that you yourselves are God's temple and that, God, that God's spirit dwells in your midst? Paul is saying, I am the dwelling place of God. Now think about it. I'm going to get you to repeat that, but I'm going to say it again. And hear me clearly because this is true. I am the dwelling place of God. Now repeat that after me, all right? Here we go. I am the dwelling place of God. God lives within us. He has chosen to, to live within us. Over in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse uh, uh, 19, a, a similar uh, passage of Scripture that says this, Do you not know? Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit? Who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your, 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 you are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. I am the dwelling place of God. Paul says over in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old has gone, the new is here. That's transformation. That man, that, that's something new has taken place. So say after me, I am a new creation. Are you ready? I am a new creation because of Christ. Over in Ephesians chapter 1, uh, uh, chapter 1, verse 1, Philippians chapter 1, verse 1, Colossians chapter 1, verse 2. To Paul, an apostle Christ Jesus, he says this by the will of God to God's holy people in Ephesus, the faithful in Christ Jesus. In the King James Version, he says he talks to the saints. 
He talks to the saints in, in Ephesus, the saints in Philippi, the saints in Colossae. And, and so today, do you realize you are a saint? Not maybe in the Catholic tradition, of course, but you are a saint or you are one of God's holy people. Now, I'm going to stretch you a little bit this morning, but I want you to say, I am a saint. Now, get ready. Are you ready? Here we go. One, two, three. I am a saint. Okay, so now you know you're one of God's holy people. Okay, you were one of God's holy people. Over in Ephesians 2, verses 10 through 19, we, for we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Paul's emphasis is upon what God is doing. And he looks at, he says, God looks at us and he says, we are his handiwork. We've been creating Christ Jesus to do good works. Would you say that with me this morning, that I am God's workmanship? I am God's workmanship. Are you ready? Say it with me. One, two, three. I am God's workmanship. Over in another verse, it says, consequently, you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with God's people and also members of his household. I am a fellow citizen, Paul was describing. And now over in 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 5, we have this. And Peter's, once again, it's the description of, of who we are. Who we are. And in the days to come, in the days to come when you find yourself in lockdown mode and, and, and you just kind of feel things pressing, go to the scripts and, 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 and be reminded of, of who you are in Christ. And over in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 5, it says this, As you come to him, referring to Jesus Christ, the living stone, Rejected, he was rejected by humans, but chosen by God and precious to him. You, talking to us, he says, you also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. I am one of God's living stones being built up in Christ Jesus, I'm not going to get you to repeat that. That's a whole lot to do. But we have become a living stone because of Jesus Christ. And we are being built uh, a part of a spiritual house that is being uh, uh, created for Christ's glory. First uh, Peter chapter 2, verses 9 through 10. I am a member of a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for God's own possession. Oh, I like this one. But you, Peter says, are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you. Here's transference. Out of darkness into his wonderful life. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Repeat after me. I am a member of a chosen race. Ready? I. 
Very good. I didn't even get to one, two, three. You got it. Okay. All right. That, that, that's great. You got it. You're all over this. Okay. All right. One more. I am a child of God, and I will resemble Christ when he returns. I'm going to conclude this in just a moment. It says this over in 1 John chapter 3. See what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God. And that is what we are, who we are in Christ. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know him. Dear friends, now we are children of God, and what we will be has not yet been made known. But we know that when Christ appears, when he comes back, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. All who have this hope in him purify themselves just as he is pure. I am a child of God, and I will resemble Christ when he returns. Repeat that one after me, after I count one, two, three. <laughs> I will resemble Christ when he returns. One, two, three. I will resemble Christ when he returns. Oh, thank you for being so patient. Let me wrap this up this morning. Neil Anderson, one of the authors that we're, we're following these days, says this, he wrote a book called Victory Over the Darkness. And he was all, he majored on getting people to understand who they were in Jesus Christ. The more you reaffirm who you are in Christ, the more your behavior will begin to reflect your true identity. Romans 12 and 2 says, Do not be conformed by the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. 2 Corinthians 5, 17, and we, we referred to this just a moment ago, the old has gone and the new is here. Philippians 1, 6 says, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. That's a lot of scripture this morning. That's a lot of scripture. But you know what the word of God says? Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I'm just confident today that faith was being released in your heart and in your, your life right now. But you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm a pretty practical guy. I'm quite, I'm quite a realist. Because you know what? I don't believe that you're going to remember half of what I said this morning. You may not remember 10 minutes from what I said. So here's what I've set up. Are you ready? Because I'm confident in the word. I'm confident in what the Holy Spirit will say to you. So I've asked our receptionist, Catherine Jameson, tomorrow morning, she's going to email you. She is going to email you with these scriptures that I've just been referring to today in this sermon. She's going to give you the list of these scriptures, and I'm encouraging you to go over those scriptures again, because you may not remember what I said, but I can tell you this, as the Holy Spirit speaks to you, and as the Holy Spirit bursts something in your heart, something's going to come alive. 
Something is going to be transferred. Something is going to be transformed. And the reality of who you are in Jesus Christ is going to be lived out on Monday and on Tuesday and on Wednesday and on Thursday and on Friday and on Saturday. And the world around you is going to know that you are different than, than you were before you knew Jesus Christ. The, the world is going to know that something new is happening all around them. So... Yeah, we're in a cocoon effect. Yeah, we're kind of people are wondering where the church is and what it looks like. But I'm telling you, just like the caterpillar that crawled into the cocoon when he came out, it came out this gorgeous butterfly. I want you to know that the church is emerging. The church is coming out of the cocoon called COVID. I want you to know that something else is happening that this world has not seen before. And I want you to know, here is the song that they're singing. Are you ready? Here is the song that they're singing. And it comes from Psalm 68. Oh, can you tell this morning, I'm excited. Can you tell this morning that something's going on deep down inside. And here's the song that God has given to the church. Rise up, O oh God, and scatter your enemies. Let those who hate God run for their lives. Blow them away like smoke. Melt them like wax in the fire. Let the wicked perish in the presence of God. But let the godly rejoice. Oh, let the godly rejoice. Let them be glad in God's presence. Sing praises to God, to his name. Sing loud praises to him who rides on the clouds. His name is the Lord. Rejoice in his presence. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And everybody said, amen. 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 Man, that's all I got. That's, that's all I got. Lord Jesus, thank you for what's going on in the homes throughout our area. I thank you so much for what's going on in the house of the Lord this morning. Lord, you're doing something in all of our lives. I thank you today. I thank you for what you've just man, been stirring up in our hearts today. Thank you, Lord, for the church that's emerging out of this cocoon called COVID. And we give you the praise and give you the glory. And we look so forward to what you are doing and will continue to do. You are going to defy our imagination in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 God bless you. Man, come on. We're in this together. Let's go. Okay. God bless you. Thanks for checking out this week's message. Bethel Church Podcast. We hope that it's blessed you and encouraged you. And that you come back and check out next week's message as well. 